What's up, fellow Zeros? Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants you to throw a little hot rod red in there. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along four marks of the Iron Man suit. I was thinking marks! <laughs> nice! Mental high five. <laughs> to talk to you about Iron Man, we've got Frank. The only podcast that wants an American cheeseburger. Matt. The only podcast that is an, an unfortunate training exercise. Sequel. The only podcast that's been called the Da Vinci of our time. And Corey. <laughs> the podcast that was able to build this in a cave with scraps. Honorable mentions. The only podcast that bore unexpected fruit. And the podcast where, let's face it, this isn't the worst thing you've ca- ever caught me doing. Before we start talking to you about Iron Man, who watched something? Really? I'm getting I missed American Gods so... episode three, so I didn't watch anything. I watched the first episode of season four of Sherlock. Playoff hockey. Doctor Who. The cheer ceremony. I watched show. a show called The Chair. It was a star show where they give two first-time directors a script, the same script, and they have to each make a movie, and they ended up being different movies, like completely. So That's cool. I'm two episodes left. I'm really worried I'm not going to get to see the end product movies. And I feel like that's kind of ruins the whole journey for me. Sounds like a much better Project Greenlight. Yeah, it's, it's by the people who, uh, some of the people who do did, uh, Project Greenlight. Sounds but, way better than Project Greenlight. But if they don't let you see the movies, they should let you see the movies. I, I don't, I don't know if I don't get, I don't know if I do or don't get to yet, because I'm not, I'm afraid to, like, Google it for spoilers, because it's a contest, so I don't know who, want to know who wins yet. What's this thing called? It's called The Chair. If it's, a star show. I have a feeling I'm just going to show it on stars, wouldn't you? That's what they did well, with the last season. They did it like two years ago, and they're not doing another show, uh, season of the show, I don't okay. think, because okay. it probably didn't work out the monetarily. Last, yeah. The last season of Project Greenlight, they showed the movie as an HBO movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Certified, Certified dicks. <laughs> so that's the last that time That was awesome, that. Frank. That was right on time. <laughs> Cool, and that's what we've been watching. <laughs> uh, let's do our, let's jump right into our movie facts for Iron Man. Iron Man came out in 2008. It was rated PG-13, and it was two hours and six minutes long. Director was John Favreau, who also gave us Maid, Elf, Zathora, Cowboys and Aliens, Chef, and The Jungle Book. Chef is a fantastic movie. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so good. I like the Jungle Book. I didn't see the Jungle Book yet, but Chef was a really good movie. He did Swingers also, right? He, he didn't direct Swingers. Did he write it? Hanson, Sophia Maybe. Rivera. I think he had a major. He part. was definitely in it. Yes, I know that. One hundred percent in it. But he also had a his hand in um, Daredevil, right? He did, yeah, he did something. Yeah, he did something. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the one that he was in, Netflix. the movie with Ben Affleck. He's in a lot of his. Well, the thing is, he's well, he he's been produce? doing a lot of like small things before he eventually like made yeah. the transition. He's probably a producer. Yeah. Apparently, well, found out that he was actually supposed to direct uh, the first Avenger. He was supposed to uh, yeah. direct Captain America. He was going to make it kind of a comedy. Right, but then him and the guy who directed Captain uh, switched. Makes sense. I'm very happy with the yeah, switch. me too. It worked out. Yeah, I learned a lot. Thanks, Amazon X-Ray. This episode sponsored by Amazon X-Ray. If you're not watching movies with Amazon X-Ray, you're doing it wrong. I hope that's their actual slogan. Me too. It is now. <laughs> And the movie stars Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, Sean T- 
Tobe, or Taub, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name, sorry, Sean. Gwyneth Paltrow, Ferran Tahir, Paul Bettany, Leslie Bibb, and Clark Gregg. The budget was $140 million, and it ended up grossing $585 million. 318 of that was domestic, 318 million of that was domestic. So it was over 50% domestic, so that's unusual? I feel like that's unusual. Mm Mm-hmm. The scores for the movie are kind of all over the place. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 94%. Certified fresh. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91%. IMDb gave it a 7.9 out of 10. What? <laughs> Bit of a dip? Yeah. And Metacritic... Don't, I don't even... 79. Okay. Right on par. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to say, don't, don't, don't do it. And user score on Metacritic was 8.5. That's all I got for you, for the facts. So, uh, let's do our general thoughts. Corey. This was a fun trip down memory lane. I saw it in theaters when it first released, and I was like, holy shit, this is a really good movie. And I watched it, obviously, for this, and at the end I said the same thing. Holy shit, this is a really good movie. Sequel? I love this movie. Came out the same year as Dark Knight. I remember having internet arguments with people over which was the better of the two movies. Um, so the film that started the MCU, I too saw it in theaters. And then when I found out there was an after credit scene, because that was like not a thing at the time, I went back and saw it again just so I could see the after credit scene because it wasn't. I couldn't find it online, which is like weird now to like even think about that. It was only like nine years ago and I couldn't find it online. And now you don't even have to search for it. They just kind of throw yeah. it at you yep. when you turn on your computer. Like, you want to watch the Iron Man after credits scene? Yes, Seriously. sir. Enter. And there's like 15 articles written about what the after credit, the credit scene means, like on opening night. Craziness. But yeah, this movie's great, and we'll get into it. Can't wait. <laughs> Sounds so enthused. <laughs> Matt, um, I forgot how much I enjoy this movie, and I was reminded by the fact that I wasn't checking the Amazon x-ray because I was just like, in this movie, just like, duh, and then I'd be like, oh my god, how long, how much time has passed, and then I'd go back and I'd look at all the facts that I missed, because there was a lot of very interesting things that uh, you learned with that fancy little app. Let me see here. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you number one. Um, <laughs> the raptors, hey, the ones spoilers. that attack him, uh... They are call-signed Whiplash, which is an Iron Man villain. I yeah, read that. It's just a funny little thing. And the reason they didn't do an iconic, or the reason they didn't do one of Iron Man's nemesis, like, as the big bad in this movie, is because John Favreau wanted to keep it grounded in reality, which is why they went for the Iron Monger, not Fing Fang Foom, who is actually in the post, in, on a poster in this movie. That was my general thoughts. Frank. Thank God for this movie. It's good. It really sets the pace for new Marvel movies when we all we had was like Punisher movies and like shitty X Men movies like Last Stand and uh, Spider Man. Was Last Stand before this? Like, was what? I, Last yeah. Stand wasn't before this, yes, it was. was it? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Holy way before it. Last Stand was when I was in high school. I feel like it was like Holy 2005, God. maybe. Yeah. Well, some of us weren't in high school in 2005 sequel. <laughs> This will be Sequel's last podcast. I wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this movie really changed things, and probably changed things for the better. Oh, yeah. 
planted the seeds that grew into a beautiful orchard mm-hmm. that we all eat of the fruit. And now Marvel's rolling in dough. They're printing it. Yeah. Yeah, literally. It's only a matter of time before the, the faces on the bills change to Marvel heroes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to be so much more excited to spend money. Yeah, me too. I'm more excited to keep money. Yeah, yeah true. I wouldn't want to break a, like a Tony Stark. Like. <laughs> Tony Stark's like the one. <laughs> no, he'd be... No, Cap would be the one. You know, yeah. let's, Washington. Wow. Let's let's table this for about ten minutes from now. Yes, sir. And then we can get into it. Yeah, no. Um, I saw this movie in theaters. Also, I thought it was awesome then. I still think it's awesome now. In my head, I went back and I also had to go online to make sure I was right. But I looked at all the MCU movies we've gotten so far. I'm pretty sure this is my second favorite. It's a really good movie. For I have that as my favorite. Yes, the movie's really good. And. That is going to wrap up our general thoughts. You've probably seen Iron Man if you listen to this podcast, but if you haven't, we're going to spoil it starting right now, so maybe pause. So, Captain America's on the one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Keep, yep. Keep going. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. It's the most common one. Everybody knows and loves Captain America. Exactly. George Washington's on the one. Captain America's on the one. Yeah. Is it just heroes we're doing, or we're doing <clears throat> characters? No, no, we're doing. No, no, we're doing. Are we doing Avengers? Are we limiting it to Avengers? I think we're, we're doing, doing Marvel no, properties. Yeah. Okay. Marvel properties. All right. Yeah. The Malekith is a two dollar bill. Fair. <laughs> Good enough. Fair. I'm I'll saying that. I'm saying Logan's on the five. Very interesting like choice. Andy. Yeah, he kind of has the Lincoln face. Spider Man on the twenty. Okay. I mean, Tony Stark is on the hundy. He has to be. Oh, yeah. He's the hundo. Yeah. Um, but is it Tony Stark or is it Iron Man? Like, how do we know? Oh. See, I think Tony Stark's face. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> we make the hundred holographic, so at some points he's Tony Stark, and when you move it, he's Iron Man. So, no, but he's still, the ghost. He's the, two bills. the watermark? It's yeah. like the quarters. Or we just start using Canadian money where they are, in fact, holographic and, like, see-through, water-resistant... Or- or Euros or the planet yeah. countries, yeah. Just not us. Just not us. Yeah. And the fifty. So who's on the fifty? We we didn't do the ten. We didn't do the ten either. You're right. The ten's like uh, who uses it? Who ever has a ten? Like Hamilton's on the ten. on the ten, so it's got to be someone important but not understood. Like Black Widow on the ten. Black Widow and Hawkeye. On either side. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah, we can do that. John Favreau on the 50. (laughs) Wow. Wow, John Favreau on the 50. Not Not even... We're going to give Favreau a bill over Thor and Hulk. (laughs) Or, you know, Stan Lee. No, Stan Lee's on the 1,000. We're We're adding a $1,000 bill to our currency. So who's on the 50? Grant is on the 50 in real life, right? Yeah. Thor or Hulk? I I can go either way. Yeah, I was going to say Hulk. I think Hulk's got to be like the five hundred dollars on every dollar bill. Like Hulk should be like the second Hulk smashes dollar. In the cor- Hulk <laughs> smashes in the corner of every bill. I agree. Second joy dollar. Yeah, I would agree with that. Ooh, yeah, Hulk should be just the coin. Yeah. dollar. But make it like a green gold. Yeah, shimmery mm-hmm. coin. It's gonna be so, so expensive all, to make. <laughs> they're all patinaed already. And we could put Ant Man on every bill, like in like a corner. I think Ant Man. She's like this. Ant Man. Ant Man. I said Ant Man. I said Ant Man. That's why I wanted to. She's on my thousand dollar bill. Oh, she's on my body. We should put Ant-Man on, like, the dime, because it's the smallest coin. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, Ant-Man! Yes. We don't have an Ant-Man fucking <laughs> Oh, my God, you didn't listen for Good morning. <laughs> Can we make Captain America's shield, like, the half dollar? Yes! <laughs> like, the commemorative coins that, like, you never actually spend? The commemorative coins that have the same faces as our money. <laughs> <laughs> they often do. <clears throat> uh, cool. So good. 
So now that we've redone the yeah. currency in the U.S. You're welcome, U.S. government. We've <laughs> yeah. done the work for you. This is going to go somewhere You're welcome, in the Disney episode. and U.S. government. All right, so actual movie stuff. Oh. Now that the pressure's off. Can anybody... Uh, let's just get this out of the way. Can anybody actually come up with a gripe in this movie? Because I tried, and I really couldn't find I one. have... Fire. Pepper. A real one, and one that's not actually... Like, that's half serious, but offends me deeply. Because I, I... While I was watching it, like, I came up with one, and then, like, within, like, 30 seconds, I was like, I don't even think that's a good gripe. I mean, I... With the x-ray, it tells you the goofs. Mm-hmm. Like, things that they did while filming that they didn't correct, and, you know post-production so I know those things but outside of that this movie is pristine yeah. mm. you know what I'm saying besides the fact that it's aged like when I was watching it I was like ooh that yeah ooh no I think but it like, ages well I no, think it ages well I'm, I'm not gonna I only have one effects related gripe but it's just not even yeah I, I think I saw one effects related gripe I was like eh, that didn't age great and then he puts the suit on I'm like damn this still looks great yeah, no, this does. still looks good it and does. like Fine, let the one stupid one in the cave go. Yeah, that's fine. exactly it. There was that one time in the explosion in when he's leaving the cave, but it's like, oh, God, this all looks the made fire, up and right? horrible. Yeah. The fire's terrible. Yeah, it all yeah. looks made up and horrible, and then after that, it's back, and I'm okay. like, okay. Mm. Moving on. Uh, speaking of effects, this was the last movie Stan Winston, the great Stan Winston, completed oh. before he died. Mm. Rest in peace, my guy. It's a good final project. Yeah, yeah no, it's a great final project. The only other one I had was when Tony gets back from the desert, I thought that Obadiah kind of oversold it. Like, when he was like, hey, look at Tony in the car! Like, that, like I just felt like he overdid it a little bit. And then I let it go. I was like, whatever. He's, I mean, he's, he's got to oversell yeah. it. And he's also, he's also a, a PR guy. Like, yeah. he gets it. Like, he has to be excited. So, I mean, if anything, that scene is is then backed up by the scene at the gala when he's leaving. Yeah. When he's like, come on, let's take a picture. And then he fucking tells him, like, yeah. I've been doing this for years. Shut the fuck up. I locked you out. And it's like, wow. You are a dick. Yeah. He's a certified dick. <laughs> certified dick, that's right. Yes, he is. All right, Joe, fire away. All right, so, well, my serious gripe is, I'm going to start by the fact that the opening scene in this movie is great. Yes. 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 100%. And then... The scene immediately following it, the exposition dump PowerPoint presentation, or not PowerPoint, but the thing at the awards banquet. Well, the montage? Un- completely unnecessary. That's so much telling me and not letting me... F- You'll figure out exactly who Tony Stark is through the course of this movie without that scene needing to exist. Everything you need to know. Uh, you, did you finish your sentence? I feel like... Yeah, no, that was it. Okay. Um, I don't disagree, but what I will say in defense of the movie is that... So this is... We agree that this is the start of the MCU? Yes. Yes, 100%. 100% the start of the MCU. There's a whole mess of people who weren't necessarily into comic books that are now really big into the MCU. So they have no clue. They have no frame of reference. So to give him, so to give them that early, even if you learn it throughout the course of the movie, at least you gave it to them early so that they can stay locked in and follow it. I, I, I just... I, I can defend that. I guess I can kind of see that reason. I don't know if that scene is... So much telling who Tony Stark is, but showing Obadiah being cast aside. Mm-hmm. Because you see him big on the cover of the magazine, you know, after the death of Tony's father, and then Tony's there and he's in the background. So I think it just foreshadows. So I think it is important to the story. I don't look at it that way, so I guess 
Also, right. I, I was going to back him up exactly, and you need that for a couple of the lines that he has in reference to his father. Because if you just had like, not if you d- didn't have that, and then you just had him be like, "That's how Dad did it." It's like, "That's how Dad." What did Dad do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know who Dad is. I really wanted in this movie, which I didn't see. I wanted to see a link to Obadiah to Winter Soldier taking out his parents. Hmm. I really wanted that connect. I really wanted just like a something that you could even guess at being part of it because I was like, oh, like please. You know, just like a little speck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Obadiah didn't have any idea any of that stuff was going on. That was I mean, above his pay grade. I'm pretty sure un- he was. Yeah, as we understand it. But I'm just saying. And further, I mean, above the table here. It's not like they had the entire MCU planned out and knew these twists no, and turns. What if they did? But that's well, what I'm saying. I, if he had said, like, that's why I had to take care of your dad mm-hmm. or something, you know, it would have been like... And then he pulls out his blasters and shoots. Oh, <laughs> wrong movie. What? <laughs> you killed my mom. Perfectly casted movie. Mm-hmm. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He is. He was well, that's what John Favreau said. That's why he wanted... That's why he wanted... It was him or Tom Cruise, because, apparently. Yes, and I would not have been upset if Tom Cruise got the role. I'm a Tom Cruise really? guy. I think it would, Robert Downey Jr. knocked it out of the it park. It still would have been good it if it still would have been good. Probably not as good. What's funny is we the two people know. I heard are not Tom Cruise. Okay, I heard uh, Timothy Oliphant. He did for the audition for it. And so did the guy who plays Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yes. Mm-hmm. He Sam was, Rockwell can do he was anything. kind of the front runner, I think, yeah. for a little while. But, then but I, think, I, think, yeah. I think these people were auditioning, and then John Favreau was just writing love notes to, t- to Tony Stark and being like, come Robert Downey Jr.? No, I said the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, come be part of this movie. Because he said that, the, that you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s career has been basically the same kind of thing Tony Stark had to deal with, which is kind of true. Pete. Destroys this movie oh, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, no, in a great. <laughs> <laughs> he destroys it like oh my god! I forgot the name of the missile, Jericho missile. Jericho missile. Yeah, that's something I noticed. If you listen, the Jericho missile now incorporates um, new Stark Tech repulsor technology. So the repulsors were invented by Stark Tech to be in that weapon, yep. and then he uses them in the suit. See, see, like, I never caught that the first time around, but then, like, you watch the movies and you're like, oh. It was, it was just a cool little thing that I picked up. The one thing that they do in this movie a lot, and at no point did I fault them for it, was um, montage scenes. Like, him building the first suit in the cave, him building the real suit in his workshop. Like, there's a bunch of those. Well, those are the two big ones, really. And at no point was I upset about it. Like, I thought that it worked with the movie and kind of went deeper into who Tony Stark is. Like, yeah, he's a billionaire billionaire playboy philanthropist, but he is still also a super genius that mm-hmm. can build really cool things in his basement. That is stressed throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. the line, he built it out of scraps in a cave. Yeah. This thing that yeah. this whole team of scientists is like, we can't make this happen. Hey, man, he had Yinzen. Yinzen, yeah. Yinzen. Yeah, Yinzen's help. awesome. And apparently they wanted him to look more grease monkey than, like, than, like computer genius. And, like, they said that they took that into account when they made his uh, house and everything. And if you think about it, like, you look at, like, his lab before he dives into the Iron Man thing, it's just cars right. and shit. It's cars. He's got, the, he's got the little the dolly on the ground. Right. Exactly, yeah. That he moves, like, three times in this movie. Yeah. And you can even kind of see it. Like, I, 
when I watched it this time, I was like, he looks like so much less of a pretty boy than I remember. And I mean, in like the more recent movies, he he does look like the pretty boy. Mm-hmm. But in this, he's kind of got a little bit more of an edge. Even the way that he's dressed in, like when he's in his garage, would be something that dude working on a car might wear. Just kind of a black long sleeve shirt. There's a lot of wife beater in this movie too. A mm-hmm. lot of wife beater in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I like the way when he first puts on the uh, the Mark III, he has an undersuit that he wears, and you see that like slowly go away as the movies progress. Like it's fun looking at this movie after we know all this shit in the future. Like mm-hmm. he no longer needs an exosuit, he no longer needs a, a mounting hardware. You know what I'm saying? He's figured out how to have the, all this the shit suit just kind of come off on its yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. All this shit has come away. Like, he had to be stationary at first, and now, and then, uh, what was it? In Avengers, he walks. As he walks, and the machine pulls it off of him yeah. as he walks, and then in Iron Man 3, he works on it, attaching itself. Yeah. It's just crazy stuff, and it's like, I know it's, you know, comic books, but it's still, like, wild. We're all used to the new roads. Yes. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard's is is Rhodes in this. Would you have liked to see Rhodes or Terrence Howard play Rhodes throughout the MCU? No. Or do you think the do you think the change is good? I I love the change. I'm not a Terrence Howard guy. I don't think he's very good. Like he's fine in this, but like I don't think he's great. I don't know if he could have sustained. Is is where I'm where I stand. Don Cheadle's a far better actor, but just from a continuity standpoint, I don't like when he switch roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish we'd had Don Cheadle in yes. this movie. That yeah, would have that would have given this movie like the A plus plus. Like that would have true. But Terrence Howard wasn't bad because like when he finds Tony and when the Blackhawks land, what is the first thing he says to it? First thing he says to him, "How was the fun V?" Right. Not, "Oh my God, how are you?" <laughs> how was the fun V? It's like, "Oh, you guys are friends." <laughs> He's, yeah, he's fine in this movie. Drinking yeah. sake on the plane. Like, that's a good yeah, fun yeah. scene. Um, he is good in this movie. Yeah. I'm just not a big a fan of his as I'm Don Cheadle. Although, no. I will say, they kind of changed the character towards like Don Cheadle playing it. Like, he's more jokey. and like He's kind of more the straight man than this one. <laughs> yeah. He's more he's more wound up and tight-knit. Well, and he's, he's also just, more military in this yeah, one. Yeah. He, it, he kind of branches off with the War Machine suit. Yeah. Like. And who knows how that would have been written were it Terrence Howard, or right. would have been interpreted were it Terrence exactly. Howard. Exactly, interpreted, but. yeah, better. He divid himself out of the role, right? He did. Yep. <clears throat> he's like, you can't have Iron Man without Terrence Howard. Yeah, yes, you can. can. <laughs> Watch <laughs> us. Why did he leave? Money. Money. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh. It's the same reason What's-His-Face kind of left. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? No, um... Yeah. Norton? Norton. Did Norton want to Norton, that was That was creative stuff. I didn't want to be typecast. Oh, well, see, that's... Honestly, creative what? stuff is worse than money shit. Well, I think... Who the fuck are you? I disagree. At least that's about integrity, as opposed to just, like, you're not paying me enough to, to yep, play integ- pretend. It's... <laughs> I don't think it's integrity, though. It's, it's what he wants to be seen doing, not so much what he thinks the character... You know what I'm saying? When it's at that level, it's like, well, I, I, you, oh, stop. Yeah, but at the same time, these people work for a few months to make more money than I'll ever see. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, world's smallest violin. Uh, apparently, this movie came out before the F-22 was actually in production, which I found interesting. Which they stopped production like recently. Though. Did they? Yeah. It's what's the new? What's the new I fighter? Know. I don't know. Bullshit! I love the F-22. Too expensive. But. uh... Yeah, I found that interesting. I was like, wow, this movie is old. I'm old. Damn. Yes, we are. I love when he put the suit on. 
when I first saw it, I was like, holy shit, this looks badass. When the lights... Which, which suit? The, which mark? The actual... Oh, the, fir- the Mark III. Iron Man suit. Yeah. Yes. Once it's painted and yep. yeah. he's about to go like, Holy him. shit, that looks that, so good. That scene reminds me so much of, I don't know if you guys are aware of the Star Trek... I'm not Star Trek. StarCraft II uh, teaser video. No. Before the game came out, they basically had a teaser video of a guy getting into a marine suit, and it's almost a, that exact like thing of him getting suited up by... Like bolting him in, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, someone did someone jump ship and come over to Disney because this is this is borderline right off the boat. Just to piggyback off this this idea, I think one of my favorite things in comic book movies in general is that scene of them getting suited up. So like bat like way back when when bat when the original first new first Tim Burton's first Batman movie comes out. Yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton's first Batman movie. He does that in that, where it's like, yeah, exactly. And then, like, the click of the belt, he grabs a couple batarangs, like, all, like, I love that stuff. So when Iron Man does it, it's more techie and even cooler. Yeah, I love that scene. And I think that the big payoff of that is when he's trying to take it off, and the machine's just, like, ripping at him, and, like, three of them are just... Yeah. Like, try, like and Jarvis is like, sir, you have to stay still, and you can yeah. see that the machine is literally pulling him out of spot. Yeah. So it's it's cool because you get this really badass moment of him being super serious, and like the helm comes down, and then you get the payoff of the hilarity that is them trying to rip the suit off of him. I designed this thing to come off. <laughs> this I miss is Jarvis. Hmm? I miss Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis was the best. I like him as Vision Man. I, I no, I I like Vision, but Jarvis was. Was amazing. We still got a lot of drivers left to cover, so don't worry. <laughs> it's just fun, at, like tiptoeing around the idea of actually like an artificial intelligence unit. Mm-hmm. He's like, AI, right? He's AI. Okay. Yeah, he's not AI yet, but he becomes AI like by Iron Man too. Okay, yeah. Like that, that th- at this point, he doesn't do enough. Okay, because he's he because he's only in the house. Yes, but at the same time, he does. Well, he's in the suit. He's in the suit. Right, he uploads him to the suit, but I'm just saying he's not AI yet. Because when he's AI, he's like in the phone, he's in he's in a bunch of more devices than he is right now. Like right now he's literally only in the house. Okay, in the that's, suit. that's fair, but for me artificial intelligence is as long as it's a computer that can think and he has enough snarky comeback yeah. to yeah, no, suggest that he's AI. Yeah. So I mean your point's valid. It's just for me. Even if it's a beta version of AI, it's mm-hmm. still AI. Yeah, that's why I was assuming it was AI, because of his witty comebacks. It, their rapport. Yeah, no, I love when he's like, when he tells Tony, like, you know, we should test, we should run some calculations before, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do this now. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are terabytes of calculations, sir. Sometimes you gotta run before you walk. And I'm like, that is never a thing. <laughs> and then he just takes off out of the friggin' runway, and I'm like, okay. Battery at 12%. Battery at 7%. Just put it on the screen and stop telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, that seems great. Oh, I love that. Throw some hot rod, hot rod red in there. Oh, yes. So subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he first puts on the silver suit, and it works all the little, like, doodads and stuff, like all the little moving parts, and you're like, oh, that's really cool to think about, because... You see them in this movie, like, they're really prominent, and then every movie after it, it's kind of just assumed that they're there. Yeah, just, but in this movie, it's like, you know, 
you see them all. And, like, you, I noticed, like, repulsors on the sides of his boots, like, when he didn't have the suit and he was flying around. I was like, that's cool, because sci-fi shows do that today with the little jet repulsors on spaceships and stuff. There's just all sorts of little shit I was noticing. It also made, the suit makes a lot more noise in this than it does yes. in the movies. Mm-hmm. Well, the servos got better. What, like, is, oh what is the suit made of? A titanium alloy? Titan, uh, gold titanium alloy. That they use on, like, satellites. Mm-hmm. To so stop I remember you said it in the movie. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's, you know, titanium exactly. is one of the strongest metals we have. Gold's a very conductive metal, so... And the science. Other, and the other thing was that it didn't ice up. Right. Which the conductive is, is part of that. So, yeah, would you guys have wanted to see one of t- Iron Man's nemesis in this movie instead no. of the Ironmonger? It would have been too weird, right? I think the Ironmonger was pretty good. I know, but there's people who complain about the fact that bad guys are usually just the good guy, but a mirror image. Well, they are. That's what Marvel does. That's what Marvel does, but that's not... But that's what Marvel picks. That's not always what Marvel has at their disposal. Like, Iron Man's bad guys are the Mandarin, who is a magic wizard, and Fing Fang Foom, who is a dragon. Yeah. (laughs) I thought this would have set the tone for like one of his nemesis, like mm-hmm. for an origin story, like a not major villain's mm-hmm. fine, like okay. the uh, N- Nolan trilogy. Mm-hmm. You got Scarecrow eating a Joker right away, kind of built up to it. Yeah. But the sequels fail to live up to that. I think Whiplash is a terrible villain in yes. Iron Man 2, and I don't even want to talk about the villain in Iron Man 3. Yeah, honestly, Iron Monger is probably the best villain we get. Spoilers for Iron Man 2 <laughs> and 3 a little bit, but I'm not going to detail those, but... I think Iron Monger is probably the strongest of the three villains. It's probably one of the better villains in the Marvel Universe, too. Right. Eh. Oh, they're not that one good. Of. <laughs> that speaks to the quality of the Marvel villains more than it does Iron Monger. I would put Iron Mar- Monger on the same uh, plane as the uh, villain in Ant-Man. I think same yeah, style, same, same you know, effectiveness. Yeah. The name's escaping me. Yellow, Yellow, jacket. Yellow jacket, right. It's also fine that he doesn't you know, live out the movie, right? Like one of our big complaints as we go, th- as we've gone through the MCU, is like you get these villains and they have all this potential, but whoop, there Marvel goes again, killing another villain off. In this one, it didn't. It, like I didn't mind, and again, because it's not a big bad for Iron Man, it, it's just the Iron Monger. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares if he defeats the Iron Monger and we never have to see him again? Well, to be fair, this is the first time Marvel did that. In this yeah. cinematic universe, so when you saw it for the first time, you were like, "Oh, this is fine." And then when they did it again, you're like, "Why are they doing it this way?" And then they did it again and again and again. And it's just it gets old after a while. Mm-hmm. We want to see something different. Mm-hmm. So, but I think my point is like, movie one in any of these series is fine. Kill off, kill off the guy. But once you get to movies two, three, the larger universe starts to connect as a whole. You can't do it anymore. You can have Captain America killing Red Skull in the first Avenger. Whatever. You can't have, and to their credit they didn't, you can't have Captain killing Bucky Barnes in the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? It's you know bad example because Bucky's huge in the MCU right now, but Whiplash, Gone. done. Like it's, it's Mandarin. Ma- Mandarin's fucking stupid. I don't, don't. <laughs> this, we'll get there will be one. other... Podcast to talk about these. That's fair. Oh, that's going to be a battle. But in in defense of the Mandarin, Whiplash is the one who comes out left field and means nothing. 
We're just gonna. All right. Fair. We'll table this for Iron Man two and three. But I'm just saying guys. that, like, he's the one who literally means nothing in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> you you wrong. I mean, he doesn't mean anything. What's, we'll get to it. So American <laughs> cheeseburger, but I want Burger King. Why? That is the most <laughs> offensive thing in this movie to me. <laughs> Fuck that. It should have been like you're a billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Not Burger King. It's garbage. So here's the thing. They're Malibu. If they put in the money. Yeah, they gonna have Burger King. You're not wrong. Just like I'm sure Audi, they were the sponsor. He was in a cave in Afghanistan. Just like Audi, up to a car battery, and that's the burger he wants when he comes back. Fuck this movie for that. <laughs> Although I did like all the times he was holding the car battery, it always looked like a purse. Yeah, it made me so happy the way he was holding it. Like I'm like, man, car batteries are light. <laughs> I mean, they're not that heavy. No, but they're 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 heavy enough. Yeah, but but that's why he, that's why he slings it over his shoulder because hmm. I know. I mean, granted, I wouldn't because God forbid you have a <laughs> shitty car battery in a cave in Afghanistan. God forbid you throw it a little bit too hard over your shoulder. Uh-huh. You know, the chain breaks or whatever's on it. Gone. Uh, yeah, they never really show what the handle is, but every time he was like swinging it around, I'm like, watch that thing fucking <laughs> tink <laughs> off and he's <laughs> <laughs> No! You're just you're like, I made, I made your bomb, guys. <laughs> Uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, Burger King, fuck you. That was that was <laughs> the most offended I was watching this movie, by I mean, far. I guess you could be equally offended that, like, the fast sports car he drives is an Audi and not a fucking Ferrari like a billionaire playboy yeah, would have. It's a glorified Honda. Didn't bother me. Well, and he had a Tesla fine. prototype in the, in the garage as well. Which was also not in production. That's cool. And he wrecked, like, three or four of his cars in this movie. He wrecked them without even taking them out of the garage. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> the best part. If I had a nickel. Yeah, I, I noticed while I was watching this movie, like, he's a really good actor. Like, when he was taking apart the hot rod before all the Iron Man shit even happens, like, I looked at his face, I was like, he looks like he actually cares what he's fucking looking at. I was like, good job, Robert Downey Jr. You learned in the 80s. I mean, he has to replace the head gasket. Yeah. Exactly. That's clearly what he's doing, right? Yeah. And he said mm-hmm. exploded you, and I never, like, picked that up before. But then when it, like, happened, I was like, that's what it's called. That makes so much sense. I'm not a big Gwyneth Paltrow fan, Mac. but she's fine. No, this is our best movie. This is our best movie. Ever? Yes. Okay. Except <laughs> <laughs> just it. Okay, we'll do it. Sure. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's either this or Avengers. I mean, this... <sighs> yeah, but who was... This is her best role. Person. She's playing the same character, but... To a lesser degree in the other ones. So yeah, I know, like, but I'm just saying, it's either this or Avengers, because in Avengers you have... Phil! That man's first name is Agent. Agent. <laughs> Wasn't there another That's person for... Never mind. For her? Pepper. Oh, yeah, Pepper, uh, the original person they wanted to play Pepper was Rachel McAdams. I would have been not huh. that. So would I, but she's in now, she's in, now she's Doctor Strange's love interest. So, that's... so Phil Kester says she'll be nothing in a movie or two. Well, she's supposed to be in Infinity War, so... Really, Jane Foster. No, I know. We're, we're in Affinity Wars. <laughs> Zeros. Bobby Uppy's finally going to get his day. Bobby Uppy Sr. is coming in. Yo, he's in Affinity Wars. That's a flashback. There's got to be a flashback. Right? <laughs> if, if he's it made me really nervous. nervous. <laughs> it, it, may be, it has to be a flashback. I'm back, y'all. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I Yeah, I wouldn't like that. This is this whole conversation is not staying in because Guardian spoilers. But uh, can Thanos like reanimate the dead or anything to like do it? Because that would he is be, technically the Titan of Death. Because that's a possibility yeah. as to why he's in the movie. He'll uh, reenact him to like reanimate him to like fight or something. 
because uh. his heart won't be in it. It'll be all weird. Uh. I, I think we're coming up nope. with the uh, the plot to the thing we're right here, guys. Oh, please no. <laughs> but we just ruined that movie. That's how they do it. Sit around. Thanks, Marvel. Joe, edit this out. It was gonna be. I mean, we can hope that Disney stick into their guns and they're lying to us. Well, that's not bring. That's not like he's not going to come back as a character. He's going to like reanimate something. I know, but I'm just saying. You're against his likeness being used in any form. A flashback, fine, good. No, but I mean, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, very creative. So that bothers. I I mean, I don't want to see it either. I would accept that more than him I just, accept like, that more than him life. being resurrected yeah, and actually like living that. again. All right, yeah, okay. It's, that would be a passable in my book. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk out of the movie for that. It's not a foot long turd sandwich; it's a six inch turd sandwich. Yeah, all right, it's yeah, yeah, it's Subway. You're in, you're <laughs> in the budget. Eat fresh. <laughs> Sponsored by Subway, and not fucking Burger King. <laughs> I want a real American hero. Yeah, if he had said I want a real American hero and came up with a subway bag, would you be just as Yes. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. 100%. Well, you know what? The only difference is what other, like, nationwide chains... Burger King is not even the best fast food burger. No, but here's the thing. They put the money up. Wait, I know. What? You like that? Burger King has the best fast food burger? No, he said it's not. It's not. I'm saying it's not even the best fast food burger, so, like... He already shat all over his day by getting fast food. You can have five guys. Yeah, well, yeah. five. Oh, he's still should, better. You got to find Burger fast King. food. I mean, anyway. the guy's hungry. This is probably the Burger King. We assume is the first place they passed. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's the way <laughs> I. I, I came out of a cave. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. I'm not settling for Burger. King. <laughs> yeah. Like the press conference can fucking wait. At least get yeah. the crispy chicken. It's your press conference. You called it. True. If you got the number eight, with we'll the even get the nuggets. Or a dollar fifty chicken yeah. fries. <laughs> Any sauce? Mm. <laughs> now that should have been the mid credit scene. Just the, just them in the car trying to decide what he wants. That would. You know what? I would love that. <laughs> so, yeah, I the mid credit scene is a scene from an hour and a half ago in the movie. It's a scene from Dude, Where's My Car, but with Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark, happy. That would have been the best uh, Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, it's like the, the guy in the fryer later. Yeah, the drive through guy. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> so, here's the way that we can look at the Burger King problem. One. <laughs> I like the way this isn't dead yet. <laughs> this is great. One, it, it probably should have been an In N Out burger because they are in California. That's what I was right? saying. That's like, what I was thinking pretty, in my head. That's pretty, that's pretty fair. However, the other side, the defensible side, is. He get he, he just gets out of the cave. He wants to do the most American thing he can do: eat a shit fast food hamburger. And if Burger King's on the way to the press conference, so fucking be it. God forbid it's God forbid the McDonald's on the other side of the road. Are you gonna try to pull, make that Bentley do a U-turn? I'm definitely making that U-turn. You're doing Mickey D's over Burger King. Oh yeah, hundred percent for a cheeseburger. Fuck that. Maybe there was a part in Tony Stark's life where he's like, oh, I'd never go to Burger King. The only time I'd go to Burger King if I was stranded in a cave for two months. <laughs> that would be fucking you know what? If they put that line in, totally okay with it because it's a gag. Cutting room floor. It's in the Ultra Edition. <laughs> We're going to go back to cutting room floor because, oh, Mac, you want to go first? Uh, well, I was going to say maybe In-N-Out Burger didn't exist when this movie came out, oh, but apparently In-N-Out Burger yeah. has been around for 68 fucking years. Yes. Yes, it has. It's out there, so we don't know about it. So, fuck Sorry. me, right? Yeah, fuck you. I had In-N-Out this year. It's on, like, 
my list of things to do before I die is have an In-N-Out Burger. Listen. Maybe from an In-N-Out Burger is how I die, but, you know. Mm. Good way to go. Listen, it was a goddamn great burger. That's what I hear. But, um, it wasn't, it was a burger. At the same time, it was yeah. still just a burger. Californians will tell me otherwise. They will fight you. Do you have any West Looking Coast at you, listeners? Ian. Looking at you. What? Do you have any West Coast listeners that we do sample in and out? Like yeah. send it to us and dry ice. Sure. Don't do oh, that. Oh no, don't that, do that. We don't, that we that we. I want that it. That won't keep. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Worth a shot. Let's just all go to Vegas and get an out burger because it's there. Yeah. We'll go to the San Diego Comic Con. The real Comic Con. The yeah, far yeah. away Comic Con. Is the um the paralyzer that Obi used on Tony Stark Stark Tech or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. They just never approved it for, like, mass production. Right, right, right. right. Like a prototype or something. I forgot about it. It It's pretty devastating. Yeah, I forgot about it, too. Why do you put it in the suit? Yeah. Gleeful. It's like a... I don't know. Yeah, I guess. That's that's one of the effects I really like in this movie. Like, the the paralytic makeup job that they use. They immediately go completely pale white. All the veins come out. I'm like, Jesus, that looks terrifyingly good. Is there... Is there, um... A throwaway line when he's like using it about how it didn't, it wasn't approved. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't approved for like government use, like military yep. use, right? Yes. They broke the Geneva Convention or whatever. Awesome. I want to say. But he keeps the good ones for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes perfect sense. If I was, shit, if I was a good guy, I would keep a few of those in my, uh, on my utility belt, so to speak. Imagine Obadiah going out on the town, <laughs> something gets in his face, whoops it out. <laughs> The thing is, that guy had bodyguards. He's, he's like, really gonna pop my earplugs in. Yeah, <laughs> that, but that would be awesome too. Like this guy is like in his face, just like screaming at him, about to fight. And he's just calmly taking out these earplugs. He's like whistling. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy goes in for a swing. He just <laughs> all the innocent bystanders also on the ground. <laughs> so Matt, um, Iron Man isn't a superhero, right? He is not. Okay, he's a vigilante in an iron suit. I would never dispute that. I'm making sure that you're consistent. Of course. Checking your consistency. Consistency is in my dick. Is that staying in? (laughs) (laughs) I love the ass mail. Is that staying in? Different choice. Consistency is in my ears. Okay. (laughs) Probably not staying in either. Doesn't make any sense, for sure. (laughs) Different choice. Consistency is in my brain forever and always. No, shut the fuck up. Not to mention Tony Stark fails. Tony Stank. Tony Stank fails a lot. What does failing have to do with it? Batman doesn't fail. Oh. Okay. I thought it was like a superhero Which thing. Like he's not a superhero because sh- he fails. He doesn't fail because he comes up with a new way to fuck it up. Wait, what do you mean Batman doesn't fail? He thinks of something new, <laughs> goes out, tries it, it works. Fuck you, Batman! You're an <laughs> asshole in a fucking suit! Okay, so we don't get R and D. Yes, exactly. We don't get R and D because he's an asshole. Whatever. I hate Batman. Nothing's gonna change it. We know, except Batman Beyond. Yeah, fucking Batman Beyond's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll change this. I hate Bruce Wayne more than I hate Batman. Bruce Wayne, Superman, Batman. That's the that's the that's the hatred order. <laughs> Do you think at any point in the MCU we've seen the thrusters at at a hundred percent? Yes. No. Because again, ten percent flung him onto like yeah, hundred percent when he was took he... the nuke into the Chitauri fleet. Yeah, uh, okay, that's true. 
He, and he used all of his power to do it because yeah. that was it. Definitely, this is definitely a top three to five MCU movie for all of us, right? Easy. Right. 100%. Easy. I'm pretty sure it's two for me. And it's my number one. Does anyone remember what the next MC movie to come out was? Uh, it was Hulk. Captain America, right? Incredible oh, no, it was Incredible Hulk, right? Incredible Hulk's not that good compared to... No. No, but the after credit scene is. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, With two characters that are still in the MCU. Like, pre-Disney, like... Because this is pre-Disney. Incredible Hulk's pre-Disney. Yes. I think Iron Man 3 and Avengers were the first two Marvel with the Disney... Yeah? I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure about Iron Man merge 3, happened, I think. but the rest of it sounds accurate. Well, this is Paramount, right? The, this one? Yeah. I did I did see that panel come up today, and I don't remember it. Paramount and Fox had a deal with something. You're right. I think Captain America was the first like Disney official. Captain America. I think it's Iron Man 3. <clears throat> I think. I'm not positive, though. Because, yeah, Hulk's not that, like, it's not good. And... We covered it, but like they went from really high to like really mediocre. I thought that movie came out before this one, but no. because yeah, I just the, assume that's how it happened. Yeah, the after the credits scene with right. I just I figured it was like a prequel type deal. I don't know that it ever I ever considered that Hulk movie part of the MCU. Even when we did it for this, like I, I just if you take it out of the MCU, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. Like it. it it doesn't really build the MCU. It just doesn't do anything. Like, it's the Hulk movie. You only yeah. get one actor from that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Ross. Thunderbolt. Ross. Yeah, that's it. But, that's all you need. Because we, we got a better Bruce Banner and uh, Hulk to boot. We haven't seen Betsy again because she doesn't matter. Liv Tyler. Sure. <laughs> that was the actress name, yes. <laughs> so, we'll about sure. Um, yeah. All you need is that after credit scene. That's the only thing you need from that movie. But that, you know, relative flop, like, people didn't love that movie, it did just solidify the the equation to make great MCU movies. Like, it just it just made... Like, MCU movies follow a pretty standard equation now. The stories are always different, sure, but, you know, yeah. quibby one-liners... Fun snarky remarks, little little bit of banter here and there. All the things that we love about these movies. Mm-hmm. That was the difference between Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. So they realized that that didn't work, but that did. So now we see it. True, and don't get me wrong. Like Incredible Hulk's a fine standalone movie. It's just yeah. by comparison in this great yeah, series for sure. that we have. It's definitely bottom rung. Yeah, the whole phase one is like peaks and valleys. Like it keeps going up and down and up and down. Weird. Yeah, like you, I would put. Captain America, the first Avenger, like, in between those two, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, in terms of quality? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's way closer to Iron Man. But mm-hmm. too. It's, it, a gr- it's a great movie, but it, to a lot of people, it's boring. That's what I, I hear. That. <laughs> or to those assholes on the internet, why is Captain America singing and dancing instead of fighting? Did you watch the fucking movie? <laughs> they tell you in the fucking movie... <laughs> He's a science project. You don't send a fucking volcano to go fight the Nazis. Oh, there's an idea. <laughs> you also don't send the only one you will ever exactly. have. Exactly. You don't send prototype one to go do it. So you've had time to try or, to figure oh, out how God. to make super. I read that and I was just like, I can't. Alright, we're going to save it for that podcast. These people don't watch movies. Should do it next week. That'll complete the first trilogy we'll have completed. I'm going to steer us back to this movie. Go for it. <laughs> 
I figured, I remembered I had one more thing I have a problem with. It's not big. So Tony Stark, super genius, never makes a backup version of the arc reactor for himself in case something happens to the first one and he's going to die. No, he's Unless he gets a replacement. Says it. Throw it out. No, he doesn't make another, like, of the good one in case something happens to the one that stops him from dying. Because he doesn't want the technology to fall into the wrong hands, which apparently is way closer to him than he could have ever anticipated, he made one for himself. That was it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good excuse. I'm just saying that was his yeah, excuse. He never expected it to be a problem, A, and B, he's an egomaniac. He doesn't think he needs anything else. Throw it out. Garbage. You saw when he was looking at the Iron Monger suit that he first made. He's just stripping shit out and putting it in the garbage and not looking at it again. But I feel like he's the kind of guy where when self-preservation is involved, he's going to be like, yeah. He flew into a fucking live. wall. <laughs> Try to 10%. Face plant into a wall. He didn't think 10% was going to face plant him into a wall. Exactly. He has... It's pretty reckless. I mean, he, he doesn't have any forethought. He almost died replacing it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think it's silly that he doesn't have one. I just think that there's enough in movie, in character excuses for why. Yeah, he exactly. Did. No, exactly. It's within character for him not to have a replacement. It sets up a nice scene. Him and Dunn. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Soundtrack, pretty good. Apparently, it was done by the same guy that did Game of Thrones. Hmm. Which but I didn't know. Beyond, beyond just, like, the, the movie music, I'm talking, like, the actual songs that they played. Romani Dejani or something? That'd be a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sounds like a mustard. They use Back in Black. Ramen. Back in Black. Oh, Ram- man. Ramen. Ramen, man. Dejawadi. Yep, like yep, that. yeah! The Wadi, the Wadi. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Close enough without it. going over. That's a tough one. Close <laughs> enough without going <laughs> over. Your price is rice. Rice. Price is rice. <laughs> Cheap. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. Ah, oh, rice puns. <laughs> but I mean, the regular score is great, but I'm talking like the actual songs that they use. Yes, they are fitting, especially later in movies when we see Tony Stark in an ACDC shirt and all the things. It makes sense. But he also just, again, the character just looks like he'd be the type of person that would like really love that kind of music. Hot Rods. Yeah. Like, Garage music. Yeah. Walk into a, walk into any garage and tell me you hear anything other than that type of like. Does anyone else have anything about the movie, guys? Mm. I don't really. Leslie Bibb. I got nothing. What? Leslie Bibb. Yep. Oh, okay. She's she's in this movie. Yep. The reporter. The reporter. Oh, yeah. I like that scene too, where he's like, "Should I turn around?" Yeah, she's cute. Should I turn around? Is she cute? Yeah, she's all right. All right, cool. I love that that show she was in. Way back in the day. What was it? Popular? Ugh. Her and the other chick. Anyway. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> she can get it. They all can. Even happy. He Wait, lost like 70 pounds for this movie. Good for him. I can tell. So he's glad that you think he can get it. <laughs> oh, he I bet he is. <laughs> he's very happy. Oh, I bet he is. John Favreau, if you're listening to this, I'm willing to do any role that you need filled. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> we, we know you do. Any role you need. Not good. Yep. Good. Alright, so we're good. So I think our discussion of Iron Man has pretty much wound down, so we're going to move on to the phase of the podcast where we rate the movie we were talking about. 
If you've never listened before, what we do when we rate a movie is give it a number of infinity stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. If you give it 6, you can also include a gauntlet for the highest score possible. And without further ado, let's rate Iron Man. I'm going to Frank first. Um, I really enjoy this movie. It is fantastic. It sets the pace for the Marvel Universe, and I really appreciate what they did. So I'm going to give it six stones, because I think it deserves it. And it's right on par with the Avengers for me in my number two slot. Matt? I second many, if or not all, things Frank said, and the things we said tonight. It is one of the greatest MCU movies. It is one of the greatest Marvel movies. Sticks true to the story, true to the comics, true to the eventual fruitful orchard that is the MCU. Six stones bordering on some sort of gauntlet flying above, maybe within grasp, but we'll just stay at six. Sequel? Burger King aside, six stones and a gauntlet for me. Boom! It's my favorite MCU movie. I The, the gripes that we've came up with, I think, are kind of nitpicky. Um, it's the best Iron Man movie by far. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. You can't really say that about a lot of movie characters. It's just perfect. So six stones and a gauntlet. Corey? I'm not going to harp on what we've been harping on. I mirror what you guys said. This movie, for me, beyond all of those things, holds a special place in my heart because at the end of every college year, me and my best friend in college would go and see a movie before we started RA training. And the first year we did that, this was the movie that we saw. So, on top of it just being a great movie to see in general, having that memory associated with it, it's just special. Um, This movie gets six stones. I also don't need to harp on the same things that everyone already echoed, so I'm just going to say the performances of this movie are great. It's kind of the same formula they've been using, but this is the first time they used the formula, so it's going to be the best one. This movie would get a goal, and if... Tony Stark had a fucking real hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm giving it six stones. I wasn't actually taking away the gauntlet because of something that trivial. Just so you all know, you know what? Angry tweet at me. I don't care. You'll find out how to do that in about 15 seconds. And those are our ratings for Iron Man. Let us know what you thought of the movie Iron Man when you saw it. Let us know what we missed, something you wanted to talk about. You can send them an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your rating for Iron Man on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. Take a picture of your new suit and send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. You go to Facebook.com, you can search for us in the search bar, Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes both have two E's. Or Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. And also check us out on iTunes or whoever you listen to us. If it's some sort of app with a rating system, you know, give us the highest one. We would really appreciate that. And if you leave us a review, which we haven't got one in a while, we'll read it on the podcast, and then we'll all high-five after the episode's over. And if you want to meet us in a few months, uh, at least some of us will be in Ohio for our Catacomb, which officially funded just Tonight. a few hours ago. Yeah. So, congratulations Two. to the RPG Academy. That's in November, so you got like, six months to prep. Yeah. You got time. Save your shekels. Next time, we're going to be doing the movie Big Hero 6. And it's going to be our basically one-year episode. So give us five-star reviews so we can read them. We would love nothing more than to read reviews and get ratings and get tweets and emails. Hell yeah. For episode 52. That'd be awesome. So please do that. And on behalf of all of us, thank you for listening. And remember what... Yeah. 
Tony Stark wants you to remember. Every movie, definitely this one, is someone's favorite movie. Tony Stark. Fucking Burger King. This is Tony Stark. Tony Stark.